This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Calaroga Shark Media. Hello and welcome to a special Friday bulletin of Palace Intrigue. Omid Scobie published an editorial on iNews. It reads... I always knew releasing my second royal book was going to be a steep uphill climb. Deep diving into the lesser discussed and more controversial issues surrounding the royal family was never destined for objective coverage by those who made it their duty to protect the firm and all relationships with it at any cost. And I was certainly under no illusion that the same group who usually run for cover at the mere mention of the word race were going to welcome a 16,500-word chapter around the royal establishment's uncomfortable history regarding prejudice and imperial might. By now, it's almost impossible that you haven't heard of Endgame. It's unlikely, however, that you will have come across much about what is actually in it. Before it even hit shelves, tabloid coverage had already resorted to using false quotes not actually in the book, and Google translated words from a French serialization. But the one story which dominated headlines during its release week ended up being about a piece of information not even in the book. The names of any royal family members who allegedly had concerns about the darkness of Sussex's first child's skin. While the finished manuscript reveals fresh details about the written correspondence between King Charles and Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex regarding potential unconscious bias in the family, the identities of those who took part in these conversations were to remain a mystery. I was in the middle of TV interviews in New York on the 28th of November when a single name surfaced on social media after it was published in the Dutch edition. My stomach flipped. The 403 pages that I had carefully written, edited and signed off to the printers made it very clear that any names would not be revealed due to legal reasons. Still confused about what had happened and unable to keep an eye on the unfolding story during my back-to-back press appearances, I was at the very least relieved to see the Netherlands publisher swiftly announce that copies containing what they described as a translation error would be removed from stores. As a second name started circulating, questions were coming in thick and fast. I had many too, but details at this point were still being pieced together, and I don't have the full story. To be clear, the only publisher I worked directly with was one covering the US and UK. I spent almost two months with independent British barristers and in-house legal counsel to ensure that every detail in the finished book was legally watertight. Unbeknownst to me at the time, early and uncleared text was provided to the Dutch publisher in order for them to start work on the translation, with the understanding that their translation would be updated to reflect the final version of the book I officially submitted. Piers Morgan tweeted, Sussex Lickspittle Omid Scobie admits he did write the names of alleged royal racists in an early draft of his book, having earlier emphatically denied ever doing so. As I said, he's a liar. Meanwhile, Kate has stirred mixed reactions among royal enthusiasts with her choice of attire for promoting this year's Christmas carol service. While many have admired her absolutely gorgeous new sparkly jacket, others have expressed discontent over her decision to wear a new expensive item. Princess Kate is set to host her third annual Christmas carol service at Westminster Abbey tonight. 
The event, which garnered significant popularity in the previous two years, is anticipated to be another major success, aiming to show appreciation for those supporting infants and young children throughout the UK. However, a new promotional video released just hours before the event has sparked a debate among her followers. A post on the fashion-centric Instagram page Royal Fashion Police, known for its coverage of royal fashion worldwide, showcases Kate in a new embellished long-sleeved jacket by self-portrait. This choice has led to a backlash from some fans on social media who criticize her for not opting to re-wear an existing item from her wardrobe. One fan notably questioned whether the princess is aware of the impact when she buys something new. And that's it for this special Friday Bulletin. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple, or your app of choice. And if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. I'm Mark Francis. My thanks to John McDermott. This is Ballads and Dragon. Good times. On five daily trivia questions, each day we ask five questions on one subject. This week's topics are Chuck Norris, Apple, the women of comedy, Michael Caine, and St. Patrick's Day. Think you know the answers? Follow five daily trivia questions wherever you get your shows, and there's an entire back catalog you can surf to get your daily trivia fix. Five daily trivia questions in under five minutes. Five daily trivia questions. Each week on the new podcast, The Top 11, we pick a theme and give you the top 11. This week, it's the top 11 events of the Roman Empire. The Colosseum is a very impressive piece of architecture and engineering, but did it make the list? Find out which Roman Empire event is number one. Follow the top 11 wherever you get your podcasts.